seen Welcome to the Dollhouse? I have not. Todd Solons. Todd Solons does these kind of disturbing dark comedies. Now, who's, what other movies has Todd Solons done? I, I cannot say I'm familiar with his Happiness? work. Happiness? Oh, Sunday, Monday, happiness. No, no, no. no. Tuesday, no, the fun. The opposite hey. of that. Uh, if you're into those dark comedies, you know, they're like 20 years. It's like tw- probably 20 years old now or late 90s. Well, Fonz but is wearing a black leather jacket. So you I don't haven't know, seen Welcome to the comedy? Dollhouse? No, I have not seen it. Oh, okay. Because there's, the, there's this girl, the main character in Welcome to the Dollhouse, this girl named Don Wiener. That's a pretty good name. And people walk around calling, teaser, calling her Wiener Dog. Anyway. so Her name is Dog Wiener? Wiener Dog. Don Wiener. Oh, Don Wiener. Don Wiener. And where do so, they get dog from? Wiener dog. So it's just because her name is Wiener. Wiener. And... Yeah. So anyway, uh, the other day my my wife was like, hey. Uh, her name was Dog you Wiener. See, you want to see this movie called Wiener Dog? And I was like, is that a sequel to Welcome to the Dolls from 20 years ago? And it was. I like the fact that you hear the word Wiener Dog and your thought immediately goes to this obscure movie. Yeah, well, you know, you've seen a movie a few times and you hear people chanting Wiener Dog. I mean, like, honestly, anytime I see somebody with the last name Wiener now, like Anthony Wiener, when he had his whole political thing, Wiener Dog. my first thought was like, Wiener Dog. I wonder if he's related to Don Wiener, the fictional character from Welcome to the Dollhouse. You know what? I found out he is not. Hmm. Weirdly enough. You know why? Because she is fictional. You know what else I watched last week? Uh, I didn't watch this, but I'm going to watch Wiener Dog. So this is already a lie. <laughs> no, I didn't say I watched it. I said I wa- I said Tressa asked me, said, talk to me about this new movie. I've seen Welcome to the Dollhouse. It's 20 yes. years old. I thought you said, hey, with this thing I, I saw last week, well, I didn't see it. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I've seen Welcome to the Dollhouse. Oh, okay. Not fair. for a while. But anyway, uh, I thought you, you would find this interesting. It was a documentary. I don't know if it was on IFC or something the other day called Bronx Obama. Bronx Obama. Have you heard of this? It's about the president? It's about this guy who just has an uncanny... And we know Obama impersonators. We, we know some good Obama yeah, impersonators. We do. Yes, this sir. guy looks like Obama with the same like ears, his face. He's, really? He's Puerto Rican. He has to add the mole. You know what? I think I've seen that guy on television before. Yeah, this guy that named... sounds familiar. They call him Bronx Obama. Bronx he has, Obama. And, and, and it's, he wasn't an actor, so he became this Obama impersonator... And it and they show it evolving over the years, getting better and better, from just being a lookalike to being an impersonator. Um, That's pretty good. It's interesting because you see him not being an actor and having to kind of figure out, okay, how do I do the mannerisms? You know. And that's a guy getting paid now. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I mean, how many conservative attack ads could he possibly yeah. host? Yeah. I you mean, know, and, and you, you see him doing that same like those Obama lines, a timeless tale. Across this nation. You know what I mean? Those kind of Obama lines. That was actually pretty good Obama right there. Are you sure? So here's the deal. His face, your Thank voice. you. Thank you. Nailed it. Hey, everybody. My fellow Americans. Hey, my fellow Americans. <laughs> you are here at episode 141 of Raisin, Raisin Brent. Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. Was that Obama That's saying right. Raisin Brent? <laughs> It's the closest we're going to have to him being on the, on the podcast. Oh, Mr. Obama, take a seat. Do you have anything you want to say? You want to plug the show at all? I uh, ag- agree with a lot that Brent says and uh, nothing that Ray says. Wow. Even when I said I voted for you. Boom. I'm just saying. God bless America. Anyway, lots of stuff to talk about this week, despite the fact that NFL season. We got about a m- Brent, as mm-hmm. we record this here on July 5th, mm-hmm. we are exactly one month away from the Hall of Fame first preseason Ooh. game of NFL football. You see the smile just creep onto my face? I did. Right? Just, you weren't even trying. It. I know. It was that exciting. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. The first uh, the first game between like, the Colts and Packers, I think mm-hmm. it is, August 5th. Or August yeah. 5th. Nice. 
That makes me want to sing. We're almost there. Welcome to the dollhouse. <laughs> Welcome to the dollhouse. Is that like the theme song to the movie, or did, it is. did you just yeah. make it up? Well, yeah, she has this guy uh, that she likes that's older, that's the hot guy, and he, he plays in her brother's band or something in her garage, and she's always like their only fan listening to them. Wiener dog. Wiener dog. Uh, we got yeah, you have to watch that movie. I guess so. <laughs> uh, we, got, we, we got the new episode of Preacher. We can talk mm-hmm. about that for a little bit. We have uh, some NBA news, free agency hit. We have that hot Timothy Mozgov take <gasps> y'all been waiting for. Oh, that's, that's, just, that's just a story. Amazing. Right. <laughs> Didn't that seem like a story? That, I was going to look on the bottom and say, The Onion. The Onion, oh, yes. No, it's... Uh, it was real. Uh, uh, NFL, and uh, some NFL stories, too, leading up to minicamps right now. Some stuff happening. NFL uh, um, justice is being served. Take it. Yeah. And maybe we'll even talk some video games, too. Cool. Why not? Well, let's get right to it, Brent. Let's do it after three seconds of Bruce Springsteen. And as alluded to before, huge NBA move happened. A giant, I would say, a giant shift in the NBA landscape. Yes. And again, we bring it up. Timothy Mozgov going to the Lakers. The okay. biggest move, four years, $65 million. Let's, hey, let's, uh, can we try to frame this another way? Yes. Okay. Let me, let me, let me see if this works. Okay, try then, it. We'll, 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 all right. Give it a shot. A giant change in the landscape in the NBA. Up until now, the last few years, Golden State, even though they lost in the finals in seven games, have been the generally mo- known as the best team. The most dominant right? team, yeah. And the Lakers have been downtrodden. And now they've both made changes to their team that will change that greatly. As in make the rift bigger? <laughs> Is that where you're going with that? Because Golden State adds Kevin Durant, one of the top five players. Oh, in the yeah, league. that's kind of a big deal, too. And But the Lakers, though, the Lakers, though, add Timothy. Uh, sir, Timothy. 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 Timothy Mozgov. Well, if you remember him from his two minutes playing in the finals. <laughs> Uh, he couldn't even get off the bench in the finals, and his team won. Yeah. And now he went to the Lakers, where he's going to be competing against Golden State, and that's supposed to really be a difference make? I, uh, it's Here's the deal. Uh, the NBA, uh, listen. Lake, this is listen. for the Lakers fans. Uh, it feels like NBA players are exceptionally overpaid, and that is the reality that, yes, they are. However, if you think about it, it has a lot to do with the collective bargaining agreement. There's a new TV deal, I think $4 billion coming in, and they're committed uh, for revenues. The NBA is committed to spending 49% of their total revenue on their players. Now, whether or not you think NBA players, because there's only 11 on a roster, right? So they're going to be overpaid well, because there's one-fifth the number of players in basketball as there are in the NFL. They get paid what the market will bear and what the market you know, uh, demonstrates that they, they can get, right? The thing is, though, there's an NBA floor, though. They have to pay 90% of the NBA mm-hmm. salary cap. Otherwise, they get dinged and fined up to that number. So they might as well spend the money. I just think it's funny that... He's basically who gets paid. He gets sixty four, sixty five million for four years, right? It's incredible. Okay, that's about what the top tier quarterbacks get. That's isn't, right. Isn't that about what Russell Wilson got something like that? Uh, Russell Wilson got about twenty million dollars a year. He's getting about fifteen, eighteen. <laughs> okay. He's okay. getting Brock Osweiler money. Okay. That's for sure. So he's taking a beating. <laughs> yeah, 
and uh, he's a Timothy v- Moskov. Well, I guess he'll start now because he's getting paid sixty million. He well, didn't even play. He will be a starter now. You don't pay him like that and have him not, even if he's terrible. The you just good, own okay. it. The good thing I'll say about Timothy Moskov, he's young. He's twenty three. Seems like he's been in the league for ten years. He hasn't. He's twenty three. He is a big body down there. He does have a nice jump shot. I, but if he was that good, I mean, Cleveland, by all accounts, LeBron pulled them over the finish line. Yeah. Okay. Wouldn't you think that Timothy Moskov, if he was good enough to be paid sixteen million a year, would have contributed a little more during here, the finals? Here, here's the Especially only thing: given Cleveland's, you know, you know, LeBron can't play with a with a true big man who's playing down low because he drives the lane and does all that stuff so often. He needs open spaces to do that. That's why the big man is Kevin Love, a guy who hangs on the perimeter. And then runs in to get rebounds on like on like you know deep shots. But they still have that one guy, Tristan Thompson. He's a big guy down low. Yeah, but did he was he a huge factor in the finals? Yeah, well, he was. There you go. Victory. I'm just well, saying, maybe like he's he's more athletic than Moscow. Do you I remember guess? the one year when LeBron played with Shaq in Cleveland? Yeah, didn't go well. Well, Shaq was a million years old. He was, but that didn't stop him from winning no more championships after that season. Thank you. Oh wait. Uh, okay, we're bearing the lead here. Kevin Durant to the Golden State Warriors. It seemed like everybody and their brother was sure of the fact that uh, your boy Colin Coward, absolutely sure of the fact, 100% sure you're stupid for thinking he wasn't going back to Oklahoma City mm-hmm. minimally on a one-year deal. Right. So I guess I guess people are stupid. Yeah, I actually, when I heard that he was taking a meeting with the Clippers, I was like, that makes a lot of sense. It did make a lot of sense. Because uh, Kevin Durant loves to play with a good distributing point guard. Imagine him just being wide open out on the three-point line. Amazing. Um, and they have Blake Griffin down low to, to kind of... You know, be down low so he could just be wide open. But it, but you can't argue with him going to Golden State. Not to mention DeAndre Jordan also yeah, being a big yeah, body. Exactly. You can't argue with him going to that other team where they've already won a championship. Why would you not? Somebody laid it out on the radio last night. Uh, 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 Arnie Spanier, I was listening to his late night show. Stinking genius. Stinking genius. Do you love one. Arnie Spanier? I, you know what? He's grown on me. I kind of, I don't know where he is anymore. I used to love that guy. I, I always wanted to call him in and say what, you know, like, we got we got Brent in uh, Los Angeles. How you doing, Brent? Arnie, you're a stinking genius. Thank you, Brent. I know it. Thank you, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love he, Arnie Spain. He's got that East Coast kind of yeah, angry he's, vibe. He's hilarious. He's um, like Vic, if Vic the Brick was on the East Coast, he'd be Arnie Spanier. In a way, yeah. Uh, except Vic's all full of positive energy, and Arnie Spanier is the opposite. Negative well, that's energy. what I'm saying. He's from the East Coast. He's like Bizarro World. Thank you. Um, no, you know, I I'll see say him in a death match real quick. Arnie Spanier was the guy who said the entire playoffs of the Broncos are going to win the Super Bowl, even though when the Panthers are a heavy favorite, he's like, you people are smoking. They're going to beat the Patriots. They're going to beat the Panthers. Their defense is too good. Uh, their offense is passable enough that their defense will win them the game. And wow. he was right. That's and, why. And so last night I'm listening to him on the drive home because I went to the L.A. Galaxy mm-hmm. game for the 4th of July, which was awesome. I'll talk about that maybe at the end of the show. Okay. Got some things to say. But um, he was basically like guys i hear a lot of you out there saying he's going to oklahoma city he's going to make this decision to come back let me lay it out for you if kevin durant goes to golden state one he's going to be crazy paid because they just got a huge influx of cash and they can afford him well he's the fourth highest paid on their team there you go but he's still fat he's paid still though. getting get, get paid a lot of money yeah uh, uh second off he's joining a team that just won 73 games last year you can pretty much line them up for a three-peat immediately 
because they're all young too on top of it. They're not relying on old, old guys. Uh, his game fits in perfectly with what the Golden State Warriors are doing. And, uh, you know, and he's just too talented a scorer to be teamed with the rest of those guys and have them not have success. He's like, we're about to see records shattered. So why, knowing all of this, he's going to get paid, he's going to win championships, probably get an MVP in there. Isn't that everything he's playing for in one platter? Yeah, it feels... Why would he not? It feels kind of like the LeBron thing. I want to go and get a couple championships and then maybe come back. (laughs) Yeah, I'll come back to OKC, a champion who's been paid and respected. And I mean, and I don't want to be like giving other people's hot opinions. But it's like as soon as he said that out loud on the radio, I was like, oh, my God, he's 100 percent correct. There's no. And then I wake up this morning to find out Kevin Durant signs with the Warriors. It's like, yeah, well, well. I, as soon as they said he was meeting with Golden State, I was like, well, if they're going to pay him decent money, he's going there. Why and, wouldn't you? And again, the TV deal just came in. So the Clippers, everybody's getting Clippers paid. would have been cool, too, because then they could. We could have gone to see him. Yeah, we're, we're going to multiple Clipper games right, this year if they right. sign Kevin Durant. Yeah. I promise that well, immediately. we will. We might anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have some bets or something. To allow that to right. happen. But, yeah. So, Kevin Durant signing. Uh, uh, it, 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 does this shift the balance of power? I mean, I know the Spurs went and picked up Pau Gasol. Like, that's still a thing. Uh, $30 million, two years for Pau feels, Gasol. That feels like they're getting further away from the championship. Pick it, they're already kind of they're already seen as this older team, and they add another aging star. Yeah. But, I mean, Manu Ginobili's 39. I think they're coming back. Here's the deal. I think Spurs are coming back for one more go. One more season. Don't you feel, doesn't it feel that way? No. I Everybody's think- approaching 40. Well, one more year. I think they need to add an influx of younger talent. Well, they do with, with Marcus Co- Aldridge. Go with Kawhi and Marcus Aldridge. You need a third player. Pau Gasol. He's old. Tony Parker. Too old. Manu Duncan. Tim Duncan. Yeah, those guys are both old. The draft. My grandpa says they were cool guys in high school. Thank you. Oh, jeez. And you know what? That might not be too far from the case. Um, so does it, does this change the balance of power? Can we pretty much say that as long as LeBron, wherever LeBron stays in the East, he's going to be in the finals, no matter where it is. And apparently he's staying in Cleveland for one more year, uh, rematch of the finals with golden state sweeping right next year. Is that what we're looking at? Mm-hmm. I find it hard, a compelling, I, no compelling I, reasons to I, disagree. I mean, Atlanta, if they added, I guess uh, if they had added Durant, then you could say, well, maybe they'll make it to the finals. Well, you know what? I would give them a definite leg up if they did that. But they didn't. But they didn't. Yeah. Hey, Andre Drummond, Drummond re-signed with the Pistons. So we are guaranteed for a 7, eight, a little bit seven like, or 8 uh, seed for the next I mean, three years. I, I kind of felt like Cleveland did it with a little bit of smoke and mirrors. Oh, all smoke and mirrors. Uh, they they kind of just banged up the other team. Uh, but so the, since they won, you know how when you win, all those smoke and mirrors kind of come back as like, oh, that, that was just skill. And so they'll try to do it again this year the same way and it won't work. Remember what happened when they tried to do it the year before? Yeah. They all got injured. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just put it out there. Yeah. It, it, they, they caught lightning in a bottle. They caught uh, the NBA uh, really, really pushing for them, and Draymond Green getting suspended, and yeah. Steph, Curry foul- Steph Curry fouling out. And, and just blah, blah, not blah, blah. playing that well. And only finals. calling for six free throws for the thir- first three quarters in Game 7 uh, for Golden State. Yeah. So, come on. Come on, people. Wake up, sheeple. Ray, I won't argue with your... Tim Donahue thinks that was a crooked series. I won't argue with your theory anymore. I can't. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to do. So, so, sorry, everybody. Sorry, people who think it's not so slanted. It goes into the category of pro wrestling. It's always been that way to me. <laughs> sorry. But uh, by that, I mean legitimate competition. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank you. All right, guys. We're going to be right back. We're going to be talking about the NFL after three seconds of Katy Perry. Baby, you're a fan. You are. 
So the NFL, we're right about, we're, God, Brent, one month away. I mean, can you just feel the, the, the energy? Yeah. Like, uh, uh, I can. I can feel it really, really heavy. I, w- I found, you know what was on TV two nights ago on the NFL Network? The Lions Cowboys playoff game from two years ago. Mm. It was on. Uh, it was on. I actually just turned on NFL Network to see what replay was on, and then I see the guy. All of a sudden, I hear the Detroit Lions. I go, "What? What game would they possibly be?" Yeah. No. I watched the first about ten minutes of it, and then I had to turn it off. That Golden Tate fifty-one yard touchdown was hot. That that poop was hot. Totally. I was leaping out of my seat in near tears when that touchdown happened. And then I was in tears for a different reason when it got ripped from us by the officials. When Golden, when they clearly beat you easily, she's uh, Pete. When Golden Tate scores a fifty-one yard touchdown, that just means there was a defensive breakdown because he's not the kind of guy that gets a fifty-one yard touchdown. Um, he's exactly the kind of guy who gets a fifty-one yard no. touchdown, and he does it all with yards after the I, catch. I, I the dude's got moves. He made two defenders run into each other. Yeah, that's bad Diving defense. Diving past them. That's bad defense. It was amazing. They, they made it look like a Madden game where like two guys hit the dive button at the same time and went right past No, them. one guy hit the dive button and took out the other yeah, one. There you go. It was pretty great. Um, it was very painful, though, and, I, and I'm happy to say that I did not. As far as I'm concerned, uh, that game's over and we won. Thank I you. I taped it. Oh, yeah. I taped it for you. I bet you and did. And we can watch it at my house again. Let's do it right after we record yeah, here. let's do this. Let's never do that. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying I'm fired up. I, when I, as soon as I caught myself watching replays of old NFL games, I went, I really need this back in my life again. Right. <laughs> I really need to be unhappy on a, on a global scale yeah. for an entire year. Can't wait. Yep. Three out of four road games to open the season. Are That's you freaking great. kidding so me? So that means you're going to be 0-4. We got the Titans at home in the middle there. So. Oh, yeah. 0-4. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, how do you feel about all these NFL suspensions happening? Because we got if we didn't mention that Johnny Manziel just got how many pictures of how many Instagram photos of Johnny Manziel in front of giant piles of cocaine do we need? He's yeah. basically Scarface at this point. Him, him, like uh, that picture of him stealing from Pablo Escobar. Yeah, yeah, stealing yeah. all of his drugs. Yeah. <laughs> the shot of him, his arm around Keith Richards. Yep, should have been a clue. Him, uh, you know, taking a truck. To the back door and running it into that, uh, you know, uh, tequila distillery yep. and just taking all their bottles. Sammy Hagar was pissed. Yep. It happens. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying the NFL has already said they don't need proof to suspend people. All they need is public opinion. That's basically been what they've, what they've shown to be true. Okay. So Johnny Manziel has how many party pictures despite being on the, the, the list of, you know, what, what have you. How many pictures of him smoking a blunt? Mm-hmm. A, a literal Instagram uh, gallery of him know. smoking a blunt with a headband that says effed up on it. Yeah. And he suddenly now gets suspended? Like, he passed out in front of piles of cocaine at his rental property. <sighs> well, whatever. But I guess, why are you suspending him anyway? He's not going to play. Anyway. It doesn't matter. He's done. Yeah. Better chance. Here's the deal. Better thing. By the time Johnny Manziel turns 30 years old, which one mm-hmm. of these two things is more likely? He is he has played an NFL game, thrown an NFL pass, or is dead. Ooh. Which one's more likely? He's dead. Probably. I have to say that as well, yeah. unfortunately. And I don't wish that upon the young I man. I don't either. Well, you know. I mean, part say, of me does, I'd say I guess. it's about even odds. Ooh. About even odds. Even odds? I don't know. Have you seen him throw... <laughs> Yeah, but have you seen some of these quarterbacks? They okay. get injured all the time. Hey, Connor Shaw just got picked up by the Bears. Tim there's, Tebow there's won a playoff answer. game. Uh, Tim Tebow did win a playoff game. That is a factual statement. Yes. If you take away any of the context, well, Tim Tebow won a playoff yeah. game. 
And until Matt Stafford does, you can officially say Tim Tebow has won more playoff games than Matthew Stafford. Right. I hope to God he doesn't end his career with that stat still being intact, because that would be very upsetting. Well, remember the stat Tim Tebow has won more playoff games for the Broncos than Peyton Manning has. Yeah. Remember that stat going around mm-hmm. before it completely was irrelevant. Well, you would think at some point Detroit would have a decent enough team to win a couple of playoff games at least. Gosh, you would hope. We have 10 more years of Stafford. We'd have to believe one of those teams is good enough to win a flipping playoff game against a six you have seed. 10 more years of Stafford? I think so. Sorry. <laughs> Whatever. Hey, dude, top 10 quarterback. How dare you, sir? It's not a top um, 10. And the other suspensions, the Dallas Cowboys. Remember a couple of year or two ago when we were saying, like, at what price does Dallas pay for all these bad character people? Mm-hmm. What we would call red flag players. Mm-hmm. Three players suspended by the NFL all along their defensive front seven. Uh, those people are Rolando McClain suspended 10 games for violating the substance abuse policy. Uh, your boy, Randy Gregory. Oh, is he my boy? Because he's your boy. Okay. You're a big fan. Uh, four games, and then Demarcus Lawrence. Oh. Another red flag player. See? Suspended four games for violation of the NFL substance abuse policy. Yep. Three it, theoretical starters. A lot of people picking the Cowboys to have a huge rebound saying, season this year. When you I don't, don't know. seem like you care about the person's you know, proclivities, these are things that can happen. Yeah. Uh, you could say Jerry Jones is a major enabler. Also, you know, yeah. Greg Hardy. You can Again, add. Yeah. For real. Greg Hardy. Not to mention, I mean, Des Bryant's a character guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's the deal. His stuff is primarily on the field. Tony Romo. He dated Jessica Simpson. You have to look that, at his judgment. That's a red flag. Thank you. That is easily a red flag. Come on. You can't be mean to Tony I mean, Romo. if you're going to do that, you actually go after the one. You, you date the one that can sing, Ashley Simpson. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, to be fair, though, which, one, which one's more attractive? I don't think Ashley Simpson's more attractive. I agree. Yeah. And I think that 90% of America would disagree with us. Although, you know, but, Jessica you know, Simpson is is attractive. Oh, she's beautiful. She's beautiful. But she's traditional beautiful. Mm-hmm. I like alternative beautiful. Yeah. Call me crazy. So bad job Tony Romo is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Can you imagine? Tony Romo goes out with his first date Poor with guy. Jessica Simpson. And they're all just like, it's all going well. And she's really into him. He's just like, hey, um, you put in a good word with your sister for me. <laughs> hey, uh, your sister's a really good singer. Hey man, why, can we invite your sister on our date? <laughs> that's ma- she isn't she married to uh, like Pete Wentz or somebody like that? Gosh, I don't no, know. No, not Pete. That's uh, Nicole Richie, right? I don't know. She's married to some singer, I believe. Here's the deal: no part of me doesn't think she's married to some singer yeah. somewhere, probably for a band, you know, like a Nickelback <laughs> or something of that uh, uh, ilk. But anyway, uh, are the Dallas Cowboys, in your estimation, getting exactly what they signed up for? Oh yes. I mean, there's a reason that no one else picked up these guys, right? Well, you know, they also paid them. Other oh, people probably right. could. She have was cheaper. married to Pete Wentz until 2011. Oh, there you go. So, take good job, Ashley Simpson. Not anymore. Well, good job, Pete Wentz, in two thousand till 2011. He's uh, Pete Wentz is the the lead singer of uh, uh, Fall Out Boy. Oh, okay, cool. They got divorced a few years. Back. It's a good game. Yeah, Fall Out Four Boy is better. Yeah. Fall Out New Vegas Boy is great. Well, Fall Out New Vegas Boy might be the classic. Thank Just you. saying. Um, I, I don't know. I guess this is why when the, when uh, Jim Caldwell comes in for the Lions, and I'm sure mm-hmm. Andy Reid's very similar, right. of saying we want only character guys. If guys have big red flags, and may, you could tell me, maybe I'm wrong, but if people have giant red flags, they cannot be part of the Detroit Lions organization. We uh, will not be. We do not for tolerate the Chiefs. That. I think you are a little bit wrong uh, because he's been picking up a lot of guys. He thinks that he has. Here's his deal. He thinks if he gets the clubhouse set up right and he's got the right veteran leadership, that he can bring those guys in, and that's what he's been doing. Uh, you know, they got this guy, uh, Tyreek Hill, who, uh, 
I think beat up his girlfriend. Oh, yeah, it's not good. Not good. But there's no video um, of it, so he's still in the NFL. He, he copped Just to it. Saying. He didn't make excuses. He's, you know, he said it was bad when he did it, and he went to counseling hey, and all that kind of stuff. Here's the deal. Guess what? It was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was bad and when so you he did it. So he got drafted like a fifth round. He's like really fast. And But Andy Reid says you know, that he's done the right things to show that he's made up for it. We'll see. He's going to be on a very short leash, though. Yeah, m- here's the deal. Mistakes can happen. Those are the kind of mistakes I find highly unforgivable. Um, you know, at the same time, though, I'm also not trying to win football games. People well, make choices. It's, uh, it's kind of unforgivable, but but we're also talking about like, you know, a 21 year old kid, and you can't that can't define his whole life. I mean, he, you know, it's it's a weird line to draw. You know what I mean? Yes. Well, here's the deal: you don't want uh, dumb young mistakes to prevent someone from being a functional, quality from human ever being. Ever being able to do something? Yeah. Now, I believe in people definitely paying their price. And and it's and it's hard to forgive people. Even like, like say somebody did something really bad, it's hard to forgive them. Even if they get out of prison, but you also have to be like, well, they did their time. But isn't NFL isn't playing in the NFL like a, a giant privilege? Isn't absolutely? It, uh, isn't it something that you know the, the same way? If you go to prison, they take away your right to vote or your yeah, right to own sure, firearms. Sure. Shouldn't we also take away your right to play professional sports if you go to prison? Well, or, I don't know. I don't know what the answer. Your, to they that take is. away your right to the firearms because you're a danger to based on your past actions to doing something just saying you can't have this certain job for which you might have been built perfectly to do i know it just it feels greg hardy has shown over and over that he can't do it and now he can't do it anymore well he also was bad at football well not bad but not good enough at football not last year yeah not last year (laughs) last year he fell off the table a little bit so he won he wasn't worth the uh the pr headache or the money they were spending Mm -hmm. so gone and you might notice greg hardy not so on another anyway, team. Anyway, the point the point of my story was Andy Reid feels like if you have the strong enough clubhouse, you could bring those type of guys in and support them. I guess. Okay. But so, I feel like Jerry Jones does that and just brings them in and says, hey, have fun, guys. It's like Raiders South Yeah, a little bit. I guess with Caldwell, though, he says, what if we form that clubhouse and then don't test it? <laughs> Yeah. Now we know good things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like he drafts a bunch of dudes who are already married and have kids. Right. Those are the guys that Jim Caldwell likes. He likes he keeps drafting the Mormon players. So he g- likes guys that are 15 pounds more than they should be. Yes, he likes he, lo- he thinks marriage? he thinks Eddie Lacy. And and finally, and I got to talk about this. Uh, the NFL's body issue is starting to have all these leaked pictures of it. Brent, yeah, stop texting me those things. <laughs> how do you feel about Vince Wilfork? 400-pound Vince Wilfork naked on the cover of the magazine. It's, it's pretty crazy. It, are we paying penance for all those years of sens- sensational it makes me feel. S- I see nothing issues? wrong with it, Ray. What are you, sexist? No, I just don't want to see it. <laughs> You're sexist. So if it was a girl, if it was, if it Vin- was-, if it was Vincenza Wilfork, you would love it. <laughs> Here's the deal. Uh, and, and you can say whatever you want about me, but if it was a 400-pound naked woman, I also would not want to see it on the cover. Here's the, I would say right now... <laughs> If that makes me a terrible person, so be it. Those are my tastes. Ray, that's not what makes you a terrible person. Thank you. There are plenty of other things out there. No, I, I'm just saying, like, I think it's interesting when they show the body issue and you have a, a, attractive and athletic people of both sexes, and that's fine. There's something in there for everybody. Uh, uh, rock on. I think it's a little unnecessary. 
I think that's just where we are as a culture. And and I don't know that it's a step in the right direction. I, maybe a little bit more modesty in our people. And yes, they're not showing their junk or, you know, they, it's mm. tastefully done. But now it's to the point now they, it's like they've done it for a few years now. They've done everything they think they can do. So what can we do to really grab the headlines? Oh, I know. Vince Wilfork. Do you remember? I mean, I don't know if you remember this, Ray. There was that commercial with uh, Kevin Garnett. Okay. Which one? Uh, it was an ESPN commercial where he would say something like, he goes, yeah, I don't want to do commercials. Like, I don't want to have swimsuits. I don't want to have none of that. Him and Stefan Marbury for the Timberwolves. All nude. Tastefully done. But tastefully done. Tastefully done, absolutely. But definitely all nude. All nude. And now that's the reality of the world, right? And now that's where we live. That I be- believe that may have been for ESPN, the magazine, and now that it is, in fact, a reality. I believe 100% that is correct. it has been for correct. like 10 years. Um, what happened? Like, do we just feel bad as a culture because we did those sexist uh, bikini issues of Sports Illustrated once a year? That it was it was essentially the only pornographic uh, uh, thing that most men were allowed to have in their lives because it That's comes with por- a subscription to but, Sports but Illustrated. Wait, wait, hold on. It's not so, pornographic. Yeah, that, you said pornographic, but I no, would say... No, but come on. It's, it's titillating. Okay, it can be, It's I as guess. close to porn as many married men Maybe in the Midwest are going to get. Maybe they are fans of Leonardo da Vinci and his, uh, you know his sketches on the human form uh well good luck with that <laughs> i mean if that's hey here's the deal different flavors to make a rainbow that's true uh that's that's not where i would say i would just say though i really believe that is that is the main reason of its appeal right I, there look they i don't see why you're making a big deal of this they already had uh prince fielder naked a couple years ago you know what and you made me see that picture that's you kept right. showing it to me yeah. during that episode of raisin brent and why did you keep going into the bathroom with it stop it <laughs> That's what I said. Stop it! This well, is my house! Listen, the light's better in there. Thank you. <laughs> Gracious. Anyway, are we done with... Am I done with... I'm done with the body issue. Are you done with the body no, issue? I, I don't, I, it doesn't bother me. You just don't care? Yeah, I don't care. Okay, well, so there, that's where we are. I'm, I'm not in favor. You don't care. Good enough for me. We'll be right back to talk about Preacher after three seconds of... Carl Lewis. And the Rockets! Preacher, the latest episode just came out on Sunday. Best episode yet. Worst episode yet. Really? Funny you say that. I, huh. I was not impressed by this episode even a little bit. Now, there were I, moments of it I thought were wonderful. I think that, well, okay. But this o- show is losing me. Overarching uh, thing for this show. Nobody right now, no show that I know of, is doing fight scenes better than Preacher. I would Agree say or disagree? Daredevil. That's a Netflix show. It's a show. It's currently ongoing. I, that's, a, that's, a, that's a superhero show, too. I'm talking about like regular Preacher people. is a superhero Super, show. No, it's a supernatural it's show. It's a comic book a DC comic novel. superhero show. Yeah, it's, not, it's not the same thing to me. But, I, I, but yeah, I, I, think, I think they're – and I, I guess I should say more like uh, the fighting style let you see like in a Sam Raimi movie, like in yes. the Army of Darkness. Very, yes. No one's doing that better than this show I right would now. say – I think that's a great poll by you because I noticed a lot of really cool framing of shots and whatnot – uh, and a lot of really cool action scenes. I'm not going to say anything bad about the action scenes. The opening scene of this last episode of Preacher, where they were keep fighting like the the recloned, or you know they keep coming back and f- joining the fight. <laughs> and then you see the thing where you see you know basically these clones they well they they're from heaven I guess they're kind of like angels. So if you kill them, 
their body just stays there, and then they regenerate in another body in like five seconds. Right. And so, so they're just killing each other in this room, and you just see the bodies piling and piling and piling. And there's a female seraphim who's a, uh, an angel. like She's essentially like uh, one of the people who's come to... Uh, a make right. She's a, mm-hmm. a, a specter for Mass Effect, if you will. Yeah. Uh, which is the best example I can come up with. You know, she's a she's a frontier lawman from heaven, and so they have to fight her, and they keep killing her accidentally, and then she keeps respawning and joining the fight, and then they, the the angels keep dying over and over again, and then they finally have her held down, and Cassidy enters the room, and he's like, I don't know what you guys' problem is. Shoots her in the head, and they look at him like, God dang it! <laughs> and great. he's like, What? Yes. <laughs> I did a good job. Oh, oh wait, she's back. Uh, that whole fight scene and that whole aftermath, and it's like the first 15 minutes of the episode, that was wonderful. That was easily the highlight of the entire episode for me. It, it was the most fun. You're right. The action scenes were fast-paced, frenetic, and entertaining. Uh, but then everything afterwards, I don't know. I, I felt like it took a huge step backwards. Um, you know, with the whole, we'll talk to me about the Arseface storyline, mm-hmm. where all the kids are suddenly now nice to him, and we're not quite sure why, and neither does Arseface. So, you know, they go and they sit with him at lunch, and they're hanging out with him, and they invite him to go biking with them afterwards, and they take him into, like, this underground, like, tunnel. Well, I think it's a little unexpected, too, because we keep expecting something bad to happen. 100%. And it didn't. But I still think something might happen later. And right now, I think what it's leading to is, you know, Arseface knows that the preacher has used his power yes. to make this mother forgive him, and now everybody kind of likes him. Everybody's right? at least but forgiven he know, him. But he knows that it's fake. He knows. He that does it's know fake. it's fake. So... Eventually, that's going to get reversed, and we're going to see Arseface pay the price and be like, oh, maybe it was better to have people not hate me. I think that's what it's leading to. So you think Arseface is going to have him undo this? He's going to see hatred again? I think Arseface is kind of a sad character, though, in that he's accepting of the hate. Mm-hmm. So he, he, this feels wrong to him for people to treat him like a normal person because he himself inside does not feel like a normal person. Right. Yeah. But and I, I, I found, I found the, the discussion with him and, and Preacher, Jesse Custer... Very interesting because he's basically you know saying like, "Hey, I don't feel like this is right," and the preacher's like, "You're ungrateful." Yes. I, how much have I done for you? Your yeah. life right now is so much better as a direct result of me. And and our face says, you know, I don't think this is what God wants. And preacher's like, "You don't get it. I have that power." Yeah. I said it. Therefore, it's exactly what God wants. Right. And, and uh, so 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 we're seeing Jesse. I think it's meant to show us that Jesse's got a little hubris now. He's taking yes, this he stuff a little bit too far. He, I think I think the scene with the guy in the uh, the rest stop bathroom mm-hmm. making him put the gun in the dude's mouth who oh, works yeah. at uh, 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 Queen Cannons. Too far, maybe? That Well, that shows his hubris. That shows that he's he's not quite gone too far, and if Jesse Custer stays correct, he's mm-hmm. going to go too far several times. Right. Like, for example, the end of this episode, mm-hmm. cutting ahead, he tells Arseface to go to hell, and Arseface falls through the floor. To hell. That made that didn't make any, show, right? didn't make any sense. Supernatural show. He he Weird tells people to do things, and but they have to physically be able to do it. <laughs> uh, would you physically, if I told you, would you physically be able to cut your own heart out of your body? No, you would be in too much pain. If I had to, if I had the word of God and it prevented, you know, yeah, it, something supernatural to make you do it. So supernaturally, he made him go to hell. But it's physically possible. It's physically possible for you know these people to step back when he well, tells how do you them to know step it's not back. Physically possible to go to hell. Um, apparently it is. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> in the context of this show, it's just I did I did not really care for that. I at thought all. that was a great thing to happen, and then you're like, uh oh, now preacher is really like. And in the moment, he knows. Got to oh, feel really bad. I bleeped up. Yeah. yeah, that was too far. Yep. He has to watch what he says. Ye- Better watch your mouth. So, can you explain this tulip storyline to me? She breaks into another person's house and threatens them with a weapon. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, this time in. it's the chick who works at the uh, the mom who works at the yeah. church. She's jealous of her. She thinks that Jesse likes her. Jesse does like her. Yeah, but like only that. because but, she but, represents the good things that he could have in his life. Well, there you go. So it's these two girls that are the exact opposites, kind of. But the girl doesn't even know who Tulip is. I know. Yeah. And yet they're well. Talk- that's the, but that's the way Tulip likes it. She wants to have all the information and not have the other. That is correct. Yeah. But like then, she, why would she even like she she leaves that Tulip leaves the house. And then the mom goes out and has a conversation with her and invites her back in the house again? Well, because she broke her art piece and she was going to fix it. I just, uh, that whole thing just is trash to me. The, the, trash the, the mom is really nice. The mom forgives people. Uh, she does. She's a godly woman, Ray. And that's what Jesse likes about her. Yeah. I don't know. This, everything that Tulip's Tulip is bad. doing is she's, wrong. Tulip's trying to be good. She's fighting the demons. She wants to, <laughs> she, you know, she, she's bad. She knows she's bad, but she also doesn't want to disappoint this little kid. Remember last week when uh, 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 she gave Cassidy drugs and then and then banged him? Yeah. And then it was even mentioned that she did that in the this last week right. on Preacher. But that wasn't to a little kid. But it wasn't paid off at all. Well, it may be why pay- are we even? Why does it even matter? It None may, of it matters. It pay, it's starting to pay off now because she met him. She didn't know that he worked at the. He didn't. She didn't know that he lived in the church. With, That's with very Jesse. strange because they were in the church together, and she'd been hanging out around the church, and Cassidy's been hanging out around the church. Well. That seems like a very she strange didn't know that plot he point lived to me. There, though, it's okay. You don't. You're not enjoying it. You know, I'm not enjoying that aspect of it. Every time I see Tulip appear on screen, I literally just glance down on my I phone. I kind of figured since I'm the one who introduced you to the world of preacher, oh, that you would geez. fall off this bandwagon Dude, pretty quickly. I just I wish the show was better. That's all. I'm starting to enjoy it more. You know, I'm starting to enjoy it less. Okay. The first few episodes, I was like, "All right, let's see where this goes." Well, this is going to be and like now, the uh, this is going to be like the Americans, then I guess, where you'll stop watching. I'll keep well, watching it, and I won't be able to talk about it on the show, and then it'll start winning all these Emmys, and uh, you know we won't what? Be able to talk about let's it do it for you the don't show. Watch it. Season two of Mister Robot for the show. You want to hear me complain for ten straight right, minutes about how it. it's not good? Let's do it. <laughs> you mean the the winner for best uh, drama last year? Hey, Mr. congratulations! Robot? Mistakes happen. English Patient won the Oscar for Best Picture. I'm not saying that uh, it was a great mistakes technical don't film. happen. It was a great technical film, The English Patient. <laughs> Does it have staying power? No. American Beauty won, too. Nobody talks about that movie anymore. Yeah, but that has more staying power than The English Patient. Does it? I mean, nobody talks about either one of those movies anymore. Titanic. Nobody talks about that movie anymore. Uh, if you don't think people are still doing I'm King of the World well, that's, 23 okay. years later. Well, then that kind of goes against your point. That It has staying power. I was just saying. Gladiator. Are you not entertained? I love that. People still say that. Left Shark said it. All right. There you go. (laughs) At the Super Bowl. I don't know. So what do you like about Preacher then? Like what's really like hitting for you? Okay. The fight scenes, I'll go with you. Fight scenes are great. Fight scenes are incredible. I I just liked him, him, uh, you know, kind of feeling out this power and and realizing that – there, he he can't be so willy nilly with it, you know. Right. Well, he's just he, that's a, a constant struggle in his life, and he's got such hubris right now too. These angels come down supposedly from heaven and like, can we please have this back? No, yeah, I'm and, keeping it. And then he finds out he has the power over them too, yeah. so there's really nothing yeah. they can do about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he gets a little full of himself. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it just it's I like too... people setting them up and having come up and later. Sure, it's, it's what it's it's kind of what made uh, it's one of the things that made Breaking Bad great. I go with that. Walt starts off as this kind of humble guy. He builds himself out to this super hubris, gets beat down a couple times, and then has but, to build, you know. But Breaking Bad had clear storylines, characters, well, that's, and a, a that's, cohesive universe. But that's over six series. That's over six. But six episodes into season one of Breaking Bad, I did. I wasn't walking around being like every single scene, what is even happening? Yeah, I don't ju- understand this. You're judging this. this against the comic book, though. You're being extra harsh on it. I'm trying to artists. judge it based on its own reality. Yeah, but and you're not, though. It's all over the place. You're There's not, no focus whatsoever. Okay. I disagree with you. 
You think there's focus in the show Preacher right yes. now? You I think disagree. this is a highly focused show that doesn't just does do judge, stuff to but do does stuff? Does that judge? Do I sit there and watch a show at the end and go, well, it was very entertaining. I liked the characters. I liked the dialogue. wasn't focused, though, so it was bad. It's all over the place. I wish it would make better sense. Yes, I would absolutely see that you would say that about a show. I think no, people said I that about Lost a whole yeah. heck of a lot. Lost, I would say the same thing. Lost had a million plot points going all over the place, and that's part of the thing that made it interesting. And maybe these things will all tie together. I think more more so, though, I think there's going to be a lot of these scenes I mean, that happen like, that make us go, like what? Five, that six, are not going to get paid off. We're like five, six episodes in. Yep. And it's also that type of show. Sometimes things don't get paid off. In Lost, sometimes things didn't get paid off. Everything got paid off in Lost. Not so. everything. Just about. Mm, not everything. Polar Bear explained. Not everything got paid off. Uh, okay, there were too many things for everything to get paid off. Okay, well, thank All you. the important thank things got paid off. We can just stop right Why there. Why Tulip had sex with Cassidy, I don't think is ever going to get paid off, or maybe even mentioned outside of a couple lines here and there. It didn't make se- It didn't value to the plot at all. She's making him, she's making Jesse jealous. He doesn't even know about it. She also sees him as a bad boy that she can control if she has sex with him. I guess. I mean, it's. I, I don't know. Didn't make sense to me. Yeah, well, when he gets paid off later, then I'll accept that apology. You know what? You can keep waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be right back to wrap up the show after three seconds of Lenny Kravitz. American woman, me, American woman, mama, let me be. What'd you do for the 4th of July, Brent? Did you have a good time? Uh, I went to the LA Galaxy game. We sat in a luxury box. <laughs> no, you it did nice. not. It was great. <laughs> you did not. Here's Landon how I know you Don- didn't do Landon that. Landon Donovan was in the box with us since he's not playing on the team. Uh, right there are no pictures of you and Landon Donovan on Facebook. And because I know you, I know those you pictures know what? would exist. Uh, I respect his privacy. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> He'd first be called Lando. Yeah. You were the person at the ESPYs being like, Von Miller, Von. Hey, Von. Von Miller. Hey, did, hey, did hey. We, did we take a picture of Von Miller at the ESPYs? Not at the ESPYs. Okay, thank you. We did that then, when we were hanging out with him afterwards. your whole story just fell apart, because there is no picture of us with Von Miller. Well, there's a picture. We didn't talk to Von Miller. Not, not that. Yeah, we're best friends now. Thank you. Yeah. That's all I'm trying to say. Is there a picture of us and Von Miller? Of course there is, no. because we're best so, friends. So, yes, exactly. But not there from is, the ESPYs. There is no picture of us and Von Miller from the ESPYs, because we are friends. So what Land, happened? Landon Donovan and I are also <laughs> friends. That's why there are not pictures of us. There are many pictures of you and I together, which proves that we are not friends. I think it's fair. I Thank think you. Uh, I think it's all been. I think the sham's been revealed. Have you seen the picture of me with Barack Obama? I have not. Best friends. <laughs> so what did you actually do for the Fourth of July? <laughs> That's what I did. You That's did my not. story, and I'm sticking by it. You're going to stick by that one. Thank you very much. Do I need to go to Facebook to see your pictures of what you were actually doing on July 4th? If you want to. I went and got my bandages changed on my finger. That's a nice day. I'll send you the pictures of that if you want, uh, I guess. I'm good. Thank you. No, you said you wanted to see pictures. I'm straight. <laughs> so I actually so did go to the LA Galaxy cars. game. The LA Galaxy playing the Vancouver Whitecaps soccer game. Have you ever been to an MLS game before? No. Uh, it's the best. It was like wonderful uh there's a section of crowds that sits right behind if you're gonna go guys and you have the energy for it uh general admission seating there's a whole area behind one of the uh uh, nets and it's just you pay 28 bucks or whatever you go sit wherever you want including a lawn area which is kind of cool it felt like like an all music uh, amphitheater kind of a deal and there's section right behind the goal uh there's guys with megaphones and drums and everybody's standing the entire time in this large section and everybody's just chanting and waving their arms and, and singing and shouting the entirety of the game. And it was magical. 
It felt like a real soccer game, Brent. That sounds almost as cool as the luxury suite, except we paid zero dollars and we had free. Is it called Crystal? Crystal? I don't know. Of course, you paid zero dollars. You didn't go. <laughs> Do I have pictures to show that I was there? No. That, oh, that, therefore, thank you. I was there. Hey, Pixar, it didn't happen. Thank you. <laughs> no Pixar. Pixar, it did happen. No Pixar. <laughs> what is happening? Picks or it did happen. But it was great. They had a fireworks thing after the show. And I will say right now, Brent, we got to go to an, uh, a Galaxy game. If there's any Galaxy yeah. games we can go to before the end of the year, I would 100% go back again. Yeah. The drive wasn't actually that bad. Parking was five bucks. Mm-hmm. And uh, and people there were very, very nice. And just the game itself was just was, was awesome. Very well spoken. Yeah. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> You went another direction. The brown people that helped you in, they, they're very well spoken. They weren't savage at all. I was putting it out there right now. Uh, it's a, just a quick hitter, but good job, Gal. Galaxy won two to nothing over the Whitecaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of really fantastic goals. Uh, great defense, good energy. It was just a really fun time. And I, I definitely say if you, if you live in an MLS city and you have not taken an opportunity to go see your local team, you should go because these events are awesome. They're really, really fun. I prefer to watch soccer the way it's meant to be watched. On Sports Center. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I prefer to watch soccer, football, the way I prefer to watch football. Hey, by the way, in I, the NFL. Did Thank you, you. Are you watching that uh, Euro Cup that's going on right now? I've been watching it. Yeah, a little did bit. Did you see that whole? Uh, what was it Italy and Germany game? They no. went. They went into shootouts. It was great because they both end up missing three goals in the first five. Oh, wow! And they end up going. I think nine. Nine goals for it was decided. Wow. I, I caught Italy versus uh, France, I believe. Okay. That game was really fun. And Iceland versus England, I watched the entirety of, and that yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Watching, rooting for Iceland the whole time just because, yeah. take that, Brexit. Well, here's the deal. The, uh, you know, Italy always beats Germany in the international competitions, and then Germany finally got them. But, man, it was funny, fun to watch, like, just block, kicks, kicks being stopped and just being shot, shanked, and... Two out of five. When does that happen when you only get two out of five? Very rarely in soccer. Yeah. yeah. Usually it's four out of five or five out of five. Yeah. Three out of five if you're having a rough day. Right. That's you get yanked for three out of five. Yep. But yeah. Oh, cool. I'm glad you had I'm fun. fun. I, it's a good time. Yeah, definitely. I, I absolutely think a raisin brand outing at the LA Galaxy I should be. I stayed home order. and sang uh Steve Miller band songs to my dogs. That's what Because they do. don't like the fireworks. That's what you do every day. Well, I I'm out. Usually I'm at out and about singing Steve Miller Band songs because my dogs are okay. There's no fireworks. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, my cat's not bothered by the fireworks. Yeah. It was weird. I was really expecting them to freak out, but no. But did they freak out last year? I don't, were you home? I was home. You were at the Galaxy game. When I came home, here's the deal. Uh, if you live in L.A., fireworks... i saying been, you weren't home. How do you know they, were, they weren't freaked out? Because there were fireworks that happened the two days before, and when we, after we got home all the way up till 4 in the morning, there were fireworks going on outside in the street last night. I don't buy it. You don't think that's a likely scenario living in Los Angeles? No. That people would set off fireworks at inappropriate hours? Well, I was thinking about it when I was at the Galaxy game, and didn't seem likely to me. There is one thing I will say that I did have the thought. I saw somebody post it on Facebook uh, earlier today, and I wish I could give him credit for it, but I don't remember who it was. It was me. Uh, I was driving on the freeway home, and everywhere were fireworks going off mm-hmm. uh, on, on the entire like 45-minute dr- drive home from the Galaxy game. And it felt a little bit like what you see on CNN of like the war zones. Yeah. And just driving, and I know I'm safe, and maybe that's a terrible analogy, but it really did remind me of just explosions happening everywhere, and I'm like, 
I bet this is a sliver, not to even compare it, but a sliver of what it's like in a real uh, uh, a war zone of just the chaos and just not knowing what's going on and just the craziness of it all. And and I really um, felt weird. It felt weird. I can I can tell you with pretty much certainty since I was in the Navy. Yes. I'm not saying I was in a war zone, but we were around places that were dangerous. That's pretty much nothing like a war zone. Oh, is that right? <laughs> well, it's not like fireworks, dude. It's like a lot louder. Oh you know, well, of yeah. course, yeah. I'm just yeah. saying, like, just the... and also, you're not worried about getting killed by the fire. And that's that's the part yeah. that's very different. Yeah. Yes, I was yeah. never worried that any of the bombs were going to hit me. But it's sometimes if you see those CNN like you know embedded reporters, and they'll come to you, it'll just be <laughs> happening all around them. Yeah, and I don't know. It kind of just reminded me of that feel. Yeah, if you were a person that couldn't hear, if you were deaf, then it'd be kind of same there. feel. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that will do it for episode 141 of Raisin Brent. Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And uh, this is some contact information. You can always uh, hit us up on uh, Twitter. We're at Ray Brent Podcast, Facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast, or individually on Twitter. I am at Almighty Ray. I'm at Scoops Pope. And uh, we got people we want to thank this week, Brent, for the 4th of July. We got to thank Jeremy Buck and the Bang. Got to thank the train wrecks. Got to thank the train wrecks. How about Jordan Monsell? Monsell me some art. Sell me some art. You can go to jordanmonsell.com or Silhouettes by Jordan on Facebook. He made our logo, and he is a cool dude you would want to give money to because he's cool. Don't even buy anything from him. Just send him money. Just Venmo him. That's right. And we also got to thank our intrepid producer, David Knoll. That would be Dino. Dino is not what anyone calls him. Except me. Except and I'm you. a person, so that's an incorrect statement. Well, then there it is. Uh, welcome. To, uh, and you know what, Brent? Welcome to the dollhouse. Thank you. Anybody else you want to thank, Brent? Mm, wiener dog that's fair i like to thank america america for just being great uh well most of it well when you're the guy you're backing makes america great again <laughs> you call me a trump voter right now <laughs> couldn't be further from the false i'm not calling you no. a trump voter that's not possible you're a trump supporter thank you you can only be a voter in november well thank you could have voted in the primary you could have but you registered independent so you could vote against hillary Good night, everybody. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. That's how they get you.